The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. It's another episode of Just Another Fanboy, folks. I'm your host. My name is Steven. I'm recording this on Tuesday. You're getting it on Wednesday. But the only reason I point that out is because today is the day, not the day you're listening to it. This can be really confusing. But the day I'm recording it is the day that Disney Plus launched, okay? I stayed home from work to give it a watch And I happened to wake up about 5.30 in the morning because I just normally do. That's my normal time to wake up. And I, you know, did my morning things. I checked the phone, downloaded the app, was able to get into it. Everything was fine. Went back to bed. Got up a little bit later in the morning, ready to start my day, ready to dive into Disney+. Plus. Downloaded it onto the PS4, and then I couldn't get in. Now, this is to be expected. I don't know how, as a society, we have just come to expect this and be okay with it when a major billion-dollar company like Disney releases a streaming service and nothing works. We're all just like, oh, okay, that's fine. And I think a lot of that is just because, really, the state of the world, the way it is, all the problems that people have, real problems, that people have, the fact that I can't watch something on Disney's Plus seems pretty petty, right? Now, at the same time, you could think, still, this is Disney. These are the folks that pretty much run the industry now, right? They are the head honcho in charge. And it's not like they're trying something brand new. It's not like streaming is a new thing. Streaming's been around for a while, and from what I understand, they own Hulu. So they've been in the streaming business for a while. So I don't know what it is about the Disney Plus service that's having so many issues on the first day, other than the fact that it's just, it's because it's the first day. And to be honest with you, everywhere I've ever worked, whenever we have launched something that has to do with a computer system or network or something technological, it's never worked the way it was supposed to on the first day. There's always going to be bugs. There's always going to be things that you have to fix. But wouldn't you think Disney Plus, wouldn't you think Disney would be ready for this kind of stuff? I don't know if maybe they underestimated the amount of people that might jump on board on day one, which... Seems to be kind of silly. I mean, they, they, they're given the first week away for free. If you signed up early, you got the first week for free. So you could have the entire nation, for all I know, trying to get into Disney+. Plus. But, it, but again, I, I didn't let it frustrate me. Because really, in the grand scheme of things, I've got heat. I've got electricity. I've got food. I made bacon and eggs this morning. You know, there are people out there that can't say that. And I'm going to be upset because I can't watch The Mandalorian right away in the morning. So I uh, 
Switched it over to Hulu. Was going to watch me some Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Went into the old kitchen. Made up my bacon and eggs. Came back to the, to the old couch. Everything in my house is old. That's, I'm not saying it because I'm trying to be folksy. Everything in my house is old. And thought I'd give it one more chance. I was just going to eat my breakfast and watch an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and then give it a chance because I do love the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm actually, this is my second time through the series. Nine-Nine, it's hilarious. If you've not watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you need to. Everybody on that show is great. Everybody. It's rare that you have an ensemble cast where you love something about every single character on that show. And that's how it is on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. My favorite, however, happens to be Captain Holt. He is the best. He's the best. But anyway, I was going to watch that. I was going to eat my breakfast. And then when I was done eating, I, would, I was going to give Disney Plus another chance. But I decided, eh, let's just give it a look-see. So I tried it, and I was able to get in. And I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. Should we talk about that? I think we should. Now, I'm not going to give anything about this show away. I'm, I'm going to give you some very basics. I'm just going to tell you how I felt about this show. First of all, going into Disney+, Plus, I was not sure if they were going to do the Netflix thing and have all episodes of season one of The Mandalorian available from day one, or if they were going to do the Hulu thing and release episodes once a week. Well, I can tell you for sure that all episodes are not up. There's only the first episode. And they're not even calling it an episode. They're calling it a chapter. And it's about 39 minutes long. That was a delightful surprise. 39 minutes. I don't, why was that? A, why, now that I'm thinking about that, why was that a delightful surprise? It should have been an hour. Where's my head? That's what kind of morning I've had. What? Now I'm, I'm like really confused with myself. Now I'm arguing with myself in my head. Why was that? I remember looking at it and go, ooh, 39 minutes. It's extra long. Yeah, if it was a sitcom, 39 minutes. Anyway, now I'm, now I'm upset. Now I'm upset because I didn't put that together in my head. Wow, I'm an idiot. Anyway, the first episode is up. I'm assuming the next episode will be released next Tuesday. I don't know how often. I've not seen any. I've, I have not seen a schedule of any kind. The assumption would be that TV shows in America before streaming were released every week. And as this episode came out on Tuesday, the next episode will come out next Tuesday. The only thing I have, have seen online about anything about episodes about this show, about, 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 yeah, I keep saying about, shut up. I think Bleeding Cool had some basic show descriptions for the first three episodes. Now, the episode was awesome. You've got The Mandalorian. Again, I'm just going to give you some basics. I'm not going to give you a lot. The Mandalorian, this is after The Empire Has Fallen. So this is set sometime between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Closer to Return of the Jedi. That's the feeling you get out of this, is that it's much closer to Return of the Jedi than Force Awakens. We're still in first-generation Star Wars here. Like maybe The Empire collapsed the, the second Death Star, maybe they just blew it up, I don't know, less than a year ago. There is a moment where somebody is paying him for bounties and they try to pay him in Imperial credits. And he's like, no, 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 no. You can't give me Imperial credits. And the guy says, they still spend. So the, the, the Empire is still on everybody's mind. I, I, I got the feeling that it wasn't that long ago that 
the empire fell. The 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 galaxy still seems to be in some slight chaos due to that. So you get kind of this establishing scene at the beginning. He goes and catches a guy. He brings him back. He's given another assignment. He works for the the Bounty Hunters Guild. So there's a guild. Now, I'll admit, back in maybe the 90s, if anybody remembers when the Timothy Zahn, I think it was called Dark Empire, that trilogy came out, the, the novels, that really kind of started the Star Wars Extended Universe. I read some stuff back then. I was kind of into the Star Wars Extended Universe around that time. The Timothy Zahn books, when they came out, I started reading those, and then I would start to read other novels. But I wasn't, I didn't really get real deep into the Extended Universe. So most of my knowledge when it comes to Star Wars is from the movies. Didn't play any of the video games. I know there's all this... There's a lot of lore, a lot of Star Wars lore that people know just simply because of some of the big video games. I know some stuff, but I'm not as deep into it as maybe people who were really devouring and consuming all of the Star Wars Extended Universe stuff. Now, I know, I knew going into this that the Mandalorians were a race of people. They were like a warrior race and that they were known throughout the galaxy as fearsome warriors and to a certain extent i always looked at them as knights because they wore the armor and i feel like there was an episode in the clone wars that dealt with the mandalorians but i don't quite remember i never finished the the clone wars i'm excited to get back into the clone wars because of uh disney plus clone wars um resistance there's another one so the mandalorian then is given another assignment and it's kind of shady and he has paid a down payment, this this like kind of small brick of steel. And now I'm forgetting the name of it. But apparently, I guess this uh, th- there's a whole scene that makes that makes the Mandalorians even more mysterious. And he 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 goes to this uh, like al- almost underground community of other Mandalorians. They apparently never take off their helmets. So basically, there's a bunch of people who look like Boba Fett sitting around, hanging out, playing chess, that kind of stuff. And there's a woman in the back. She's in full armor, and she's forging stuff out of steel. And he was, he was given this brick of, I guess, this special steel that is their steel. Maybe it comes from their homeworld. And it's what they make their armor out of. And he gives it to her. She melts it down, and she makes basically a shoulder, a, a, a piece of shoulder armor for him. And he puts it on and then he goes out to get his his next bounty he's met by a guy an alien dude uh voiced by nick nolte and i didn't know that nick nolte was doing this voice at one point i was like that's nick nolte and of course during the credits found out it was there's a really awesome scene with uh if you remember from empire strikes back ig88 i had the action figure it was a bounty hunter droid one of those i don't know if it's actually ig88 but it's one of those droids that's an IG unit. He was freaking awesome. I remember watching Empire Strikes Back and I see this droid. And of course, back then, those movies, the droids... (laughs) 
I apologize for that little break. I was interrupted. I never finished my bacon and eggs. I got a plate with a slice of bacon sitting over here next to me that I keep meaning to eat, and the cat keeps coming up. Now, of course, I could pick the plate up and take it into the freaking kitchen, maybe put it in a bag, stick it in the fridge. But instead, I want to mess with this darn cat. Cats are known to be stubborn. This is probably the most stubborn cat that I've ever met. I can be in its face going, get out of here, get, get out of here, it'll just look at me like, whatever, dude, you don't scare me, I'll bite your face off. The only thing that gets this cat moving is a freaking water bottle, and I don't have one on me. Anyway, back to the matter at hand. In Empire Strikes Back, in, in all three of the original movies, the, the droids, you know, they didn't, they didn't really move with any kind of sophistication. They weren't, because of the technology back then, you really didn't, you, you looked at IG-88, or at least I did, in Empire Strikes Back, and I thought, that's a bounty hunter? They, they're like these frail beep, beep, boop, boop type things that don't move very well. How could he even be a freaking bounty hunter? Well, it was awesome in this show. The way these things move and, and, and just their firepower, it was, it was great. It was a great show. It was a great episode. Now, of course, now that the episode is over, I start wanting to check out some other stuff. And now nothing is working again. So, but some of the stuff, here's some of the stuff that I found playing around on Disney Plus that I that I really like so far. So when you first log into Disney Plus, you get a you get a you know your home page, and up on top you can choose between pick Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. Then of course there's all the recommendations underneath. You know, hit movies, TV shows, that kind of stuff. So you go into, for example, you choose Marvel, and then it gives you some suggestions in Marvel. But one of the rows is Marvel through the ages, and it literally starts you at the earliest thing that they have in regard to Marvel, and it's like the old Spider-Man TV show from the 60s. And then you can go from show to show, and it's, it's, you can watch all of the Marvel TV shows and movies in release order. So you're going along and you get like, there's some cartoons and then you get Iron Man. There's another cartoon. Then there's Iron Man 2 and another cartoon and Thor. And, and it's, it's really kind of neat. I really like that. And I'm assuming you're going to get the same thing when you go into the Star Wars channel. But I haven't been able to get into the Star Wars channel because it keeps shutting down on me. <laughs> so I'm going to try that again after a bit. But I got to get this episode out. I got today to get this episode recorded, edited, and then get out for you guys to on Wednesday, which is today. Really confusing, man. These time frames, you know, I like, you know, I'm sure everybody likes to pretend that I'm recording this the same day that it comes out. But the logical part of our minds know that that's not the case, unless you're doing a live broadcast, which I am certainly not. But The Mandalorian was awesome. It was like, it was very, it very much had the feel of a space Western, which is, Another reason for me to just love it because I like Westerns and I like Star Wars and you can put you put Star Wars and a Western together. This is the kind of feel you get. But the way it ends, of course, you you it it gives you the the story plot as far as the the what you're going to get probably for the rest of the series starts at the end of this episode. 
has something to do with his assignment. Now, here's the part that I found a little bit confusing. Over the last week or so, there've been a uh, a news story out there talking about the Mandalorian launching on Tuesday, November the 12th, and that somebody in Marvel released that there's going to be a huge spoiler from the original trilogy in this movie. And I can't quite figure out what the huge spoiler is. I was expecting at some point that maybe, I don't know, Wedge Antilles or somebody like that would show up. Maybe we find out that uh, somebody betrayed the rebels or somebody was working for, I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect to end the episode and go, where was the huge spoiler from the original trilogy? There were two things in the show that could slightly call back to the original trilogy, but neither one of those made me go, ooh, that's a spoiler for the trilogy. And I don't know what that means anyway. Two huge, uh, a huge spoiler. I'm pretty sure that's the way I read it. A huge spoiler from the trilogy. What does that mean? We've already seen the trilogy. How can it spoil something from the trilogy? So I don't know what they were trying to say. I don't know if they meant there's a spoiler I can't tell you about it because it's a spoiler, but there's something big in the show that ties back to the original trilogy. But we're calling it a spoiler because I can't talk about it because it's a spoiler. If I tell you it's going to spoil the TV show, it won't spoil the the trilogy, but it'll spoil the TV show. And I maybe it's the ending. Maybe it's the thing at the end, which was pretty gosh darn interesting. Very, very gosh darn interesting. I can only assume that that's it because that would have been a big spoiler for the TV show. And it does slightly tie back to the trilogy, but not in any kind of tangible way. There's no characters from the original trilogy, unless that was IG-88. There are no characters from the original trilogy that show up in this show. So if that's what they're talking about, it's more of a, uh, oh yeah, this is part of, they're in the same, it's the same universe. It's like saying any of the alien species that we see in this episode that also showed up in the trilogy. It's, again, I don't want to give a lot away. But I enjoyed it. It was freaking awesome. I'm trying to think there was this one part that I just really loved. And now I can't remember what it was, but it was really good. There's, they do the whole opening where there's a, 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 you know, a saloon somewhere on this planet with these dis, you know, dis, despicable characters in there. The Mandalorian comes in, the door's open, and he's standing, his silhouette's in the doorway, and you can almost hear, (laughs) you can almost hear that, and he comes in, and right away, these guys who are messing with this one dude, they start messing with him, because they're bullies, and then he, he, he beats them up. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. I, it's really weird to think of the fact that The first movie came out in, what, 75? And we're just now getting a really good... And I don't even say we're just now getting a really good live-action TV show. We've never had a Star Wars live-action TV show. There have been a bunch of Star Trek live-action TV shows. We've never had one for Star Wars. This is the first time over 40 years, never had one. The closest we ever got was the holiday special. And that wasn't quite what we all thought it was going to be, was it? 
There have been, of course, the animated stuff going all the way back to the freaking droids and the Ewok show. But this is the first, this is a big deal, really, for Star Wars fans. This is a huge deal. And it's kind of good that we've never gotten one before. This is probably the first time where both te- where the technology is at where it needs to be to do a live action TV show and the fact that it's on a streaming service which means there can be money more money behind it than there would be maybe on a network show. Uh, cable could probably maybe something like HBO could get away with doing something like this obviously. But this is this is a big deal for us. This is a big deal for the Star Wars fans and I hope it does well. And I don't see why it shouldn't. I'm really interested to see how many people watch this episode today. I hope they release that at some point. I don't think Netflix releases their numbers, but I, I hope I hope we get a we get an indication of how many people watch this today. Cause I'm pretty sure it was uh 98% of the country. That's that's my feeling. 98% of the country will have watched this episode today. The only people who by the end of the day, hadn't won't have watched the episode. It's going to be my kids and my wife. Otherwise, everybody else in the country will have watched this episode. All right, so I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to get back and see if I can watch some more Disney Plus because I'm really interested. I like this whole Marvel through the ages, so I want to look at that with Star Wars as well because I decide I was going to start watching the Marvel movies. I'm like, all right, well, the next thing I'll do is I'll start watching the Marvel movies in order. But I kind of want to try to talk my wife into watching them with me. Or at least one of my kids. But until then, my name is Steven. I am a huge nerd. I stayed home from work today to watch The Mandalorian. Because I knew I wouldn't be able to watch it after work. Big nerd. Just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. I'm out. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Stephen or Else. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Good job.